Yo, yo, what do you do? It's RB22. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Sunshine. What up, what up, what up? This old soccer guy. Merry Christmas, everybody. It is uh, actually Christmas Day today. Christmas morning. <laughs> oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> How was your guys' Christmas? Are you celebrating today or did you do it last night? All right, we celebrated both days. Celebrated with my family yesterday and then we're going over to my girl's house in in a uh, good old temple texas temple Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no joke man you're in taylor now yeah i'm in taylor right now oh, shout we'll out be... to all those ducks over there yep <laughs> then we'll head out to to some foreign territory here in a little bit yeah and that i was actually wanting to do something like that uh thinking about Finding a restaurant that we can, that well, at least I can go to. And, you know, if anybody from the Taylor, Hutto, you know, even Rockdale or whatever area that is an Austin FC fan, you know, reach out to the Texas Ring of Fire and maybe we can make some kind of some bar, a, a place that we go to and watch these Austin, the away Austin FC games, you know, when we can't, when we can't make it when they're out of state. I think that'd be yeah. pretty dope, man. It would be, yeah. So you guys reach out to to well, at least to me, RB twenty two, and let me know if uh, if there's any restaurants that are down to host us. We may even do a live pod there someday. Someday when we can get together. Yeah. So what about you, old soccer guy? How was your Christmas, bro? Yep, just a normal one. Just, you know, get up, do the normal process, and I'm gonna cook here a little bit, and then. Sunday's going to be football and rest. Back to work like nothing ever happened. There you go. Just, yeah. Just a basic Christmas. The way it always goes, comes yep. and goes quick. Yeah. And then you're right back at work and you're like, son of a. Yeah. I actually got a pretty cool Christmas gift this year. I posted that picture on Instagram of big largemouth that I caught uh, out at Decker Lake. And. I tagged Fagundes, you know, and I had been, I had tagged him in a few posts, you know, trying to tell him to come fish with me and stuff. But, you know, he commented back and said, let me know. So that's dope, dude. Dude. The the fact that like an MLS soccer player responded back to you and said, hey, let's do it. Like just give him the response. Yeah. Merry Christmas to me. Told you. That's a legend. Hey, I will say that, that bass you caught though, that was, it was big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was Photoshopped. Nah. Just, uh, <laughs> nah, no way. I caught that one. He's going he's gonna to take that back. He's like, nah, never mind. Even if not, it's going to be pretty cool to be fishing with Diego Fugundes out there. I'm, I'm I'm looking on your Instagram page right now. Man, That that's a big fish. How big was that? So that, that was six, six and a half. But Texas Ring of Fire today, we'll, we're going to talk about just Austin news, some Dallas news, some Houston news. Houston. These teams, you know, Austin 
FC Dallas and Houston, they're not eager to spread the news and let us know what's going on. And they're not eager to, like, we're not on a priority list. Let's just say that. But as for Austin, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, Austin, we actually re-signed Jared Shroud. Uh, They're trying to play it down as that was planned, but I don't think so. I think after Gaines got picked up in that expansion draft, then they kind of scrambled around and picked up Stroud. I could be wrong. I could be totally way off. You know what I mean? They could have already talked to him and said, hey, you know, next season this is our plan or whatever, but I'm not too sure. So so you felt like that uh, Stroud was a little bit of a roller coaster ride for the Austin FC fans, or you think they saw that coming? At roller coaster ride. I don't think anyone really – I thought the possibility of him being – Bought down, what was going to be was a possibility, but apparently, uh, we are Austin. They were doing a Twitter live space, and Fucho de Llano, he said uh, that he had to get a fifteen percent increase on his salary. You know, so I mean, if they resigned and that they weren't in his plans, and then he gets a fifteen percent increase, if all that is true, I feel like that was a dumb move on Austin FC to not. Because they opted out to, you know, they declined him for next season. So for them declining and then for them to have to pay 15% more, I mean, yeah. that, that doesn't seem smart to me. But I could I could be way off, like I said. What are your thoughts on Shadi? Do you, do, you, you, okay. do you like him? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to come off the bench player? So Stroud, I think that he's going to be a good person that comes off the bench for you. He's going to be like a role player. I I guess, yeah. And as a bench player, possibly. But I just don't see how he really fits in this system as a starter. Hey, but behind the scenes, though, like in, in training, he's probably some healthy competition between the wingers. You, it's you possible. That. Of course, you need that. Yeah. You need that. Yeah, of course. So That's probably what he's doing is just – He's, he's he he. I think he has that grind in him. He's still young, and and if you're getting to paid to do it, you're getting paid to do oh, it. Oh yeah, why not? Yeah, so he's gonna put some. He's gonna put that grind in that practice, and he's gonna make others better. Yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a roller coaster ride with Jerry Stroud too. I like him. I like I like his uh, work ethic that he puts in while he's on the field. It's just like you know, there's other guys out there that I would probably rather play over him on our team, you know, and that's what we, that's what we got to do. We got to put our best 11 out there every game. Right. Yeah. Got to go out there and compete. Yes, sir. So Ethan, Ethan Tremblay from, uh, <laughs> from due date. Now that's who I really thought it was. Ethan Tremblay, but it's Ethan Finlay. Uh, he came from Minnesota United. And as soon as he was announced, bro, he went on a, like, I guess Austin FC has some kind of Twitter live space. And it was pretty dope, man. They were asking him questions. You know, the broadcasters that broadcast for Austin FC, Adrian Healy yeah. and Mike Michael LaHood, they were asking him questions. And, you know, it was, like, so genuine, bro. Like, I feel like the MLS is miles ahead of, any other 
sport like in the uh, United States as to how these players respond to their fans. You know what I mean? You don't see that, bro. You don't see that yeah. at all. So, like, they're a lot more humble, or well, no, the way they respond, like, like Diego Fagundes commented. Oh, yeah. he, he went out and played pickup. Well, I don't know if he played pickup, but he went out and hung out with Los Verdes. They have a pickup, I guess, on Wednesday nights or something like that. But Diego Fagundes, you know, showed up and I don't know if he played or what, but he showed up with his brother. And like, that's just so genuine, dude. Like, to be able to see a famous person like that, you know. I mean, whether he thinks he's famous or not, like to the Austin shit. I mean, he's he's a, a big figure, you know, now in Austin. So for him to just show up like that, it's pretty cool. Hopefully, you know, when he goes out to Dallas, he doesn't show up, or or else he'll catch something. <laughs> oh shoot! Catch a fist, dodge. <laughs> yeah, catch but, an elbow out there on the soccer field. Heck no! Come on. But, yeah, so Ethan Finlay, you know, he, like I said, he was on the Twitter live space and he was answering questions. And they asked him, I can't remember what the question was, but the way he answered, he pretty much said that defense starts in the front. The way that your attackers respond to losing the ball, you know, the way they respond to a counterattack and all that is the way your defense is going to respond. So if you have, you know, your forward or even your, your wingers, slouching after they just lose the ball and you know walking back with their head down or you know that kind of demeanor your defenders are like man i'm tired picking up this dude slack like you know what i'm saying yeah they set the press yes so you you gotta have and and to have a he plays right wing to have that kind of mentality as a attacking winger like that's that's awesome dude i, I like that kind of mentality he has experience with wolf he is coach under Wolf, and a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people are kind of saying that Josh is kind of <laughs> – they call it like Wolf and Friends or some stuff like that, you know? Yeah. But he's bringing all these people that have played for him or have some kind of relationship to him or whatever. The Ethan Finlay, he played for Columbus. Like I said, he played, I think, three games with uh, the United, United States men's national team, which – you get called up, you know, you got to impress somebody to get called up. You must be doing something right. Yeah. So, he, I mean, he had 30 appearances last season for Minnesota United and started 19. Three goals, two assists. That's not bad, you know, for MLS player, you know. He's 30 years old, I think. So, I th- he still has some, some wheels left on him, you know. He's a right winger. Last episode, I was kind of stuck on who to be the right wing, but Hey, somebody with this kind of mentality, somebody who will play for Josh Wolf, he can, I guess, kind of be that uh, big brother type of, hey, this is how it's done. This is what we did at in this situation whenever we were at, at you know, whatever. But I feel like he's he's a good, good fit, a good kind of, not captain, because we have – People that can fit that captain, but he has that kind of mentality, that kind of demeanor, that that work hard attitude, team, team leader, yeah, yeah, team like captain. like a leader, yeah. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. He's he's a leader. He's a leader. He's gonna put the work, and other people are gonna follow. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. What what you don't want is a, a as a slacker, or else what ends up happening is 
you bring down the whole team with you, they're like, oh, we could get away with doing the bare minimum. And that ends up hurting a team. So you definitely want to have a, a lot of hard workers on your team for sure. Yes, sir. He's a, he's a player's player. Yeah, that's what you need. And on to the, I guess, another guy. I believe it's official already. But it, it's uh, Maximiliano Uruti. Uruti. But he's a center forward, and he actually he played for you guys last season, didn't he, old soccer guy? Yeah, he did. He played for us. He played quite a few games. He was, you know, 30, 30 games played, 25 started, seven goals and four assists. But he wasn't something somebody that was reliable and consistent during the season for us. So so is he somebody that would be like a starter for Austin, or is Jite going to – Jite got that – Jite's got that. I think this guy for you would be a guy that comes in and relieves and Jite. comes in when maybe Jite or whoever else, and uh, depending on what, what's going on during your game, but he can come in and, and just put on light pressure. He's not the greatest shooter in the world, but he takes his shots. He, he's got a lot of experience, and he's a good player, so he should shine with a lot of players surrounding him. We didn't have a lot to put around him, and you know, it could have hurt him. So we'll see. Hopefully, this is a better fit for him. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I'm hope I'm excited for an Argentine forward to link up with an Argentine ten, which is Driusi. I'm excited for that mashup. That see be, how that should be fun. Maybe they both start. Maybe. I. I mean, who knows? Who knows? Right. He's a right, right foot. Yeah. He's a right foot uh, shot taker. So. What what kind of shots does he like to take? Does he like to take from outside the box, or does he like to? Is he like a poacher type forward? Yeah, kind of hard to tell. I've seen a lot of video on him, but he he just he just takes his shots when he can get it when he when he see, when he sees an opportunity or. or so he does take it. shots. So he does he take does, shots. He, sometimes he'll take what he just, can get. Yeah, he's just not taking the wisest shots sometimes. I mean, but he did score seven goals last year, so yeah, he gave yeah. four assists. So he, he is a team player. And like I said, he just he was probably trying to do more. We didn't have nothing to surrounding, you know, only had a couple players on the attack on offense. Houston was always under pressure, so Austin should be a better fit. And he's not gonna have to be try to be a star. Hey, sh- shout out to all the birds outside. I guess we're all doing this podcast outside. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, man, you got to love it. Hey, we're, we're out in Mother Nature today. Yeah, you got to <laughs> love that stuff. It's funny. We got a train, we got birds. The dog's asleep, so you're not going to hear her bark. <laughs> yeah, just wait until my son comes in here and terrorizes everything. So no, he, let's get, let's he's, occupied. Going, he's occupied with his toys right now, all his Christmas gifts. Oh yeah, okay, good. That'll be a while then. Yeah. So, but yeah, Max, Maxi Uruti. Hopefully, he can shine for us. I would like to see. I like. I want to get players that are kind of people think they're finished, and then they come to Austin and make a name for themselves. And all right, what I tell you yesterday, Osaka guy, I'm calling it. I'm calling it right now. Make your call. MLS champions, Austin FC, 2022. I'm calling it. Golazo. Hot take. <laughs> That's a super hot take. All right, guys. Y'all heard that. Year number two, Austin FC to win the MLS Cup. Yeah. He left yeah. his 
he left me speechless. I mean, <laughs> I think I don't even leave a lot. Of, I, think, I think people are like, oh, man, what? This dude is still drunk from yesterday. I, I was going to say, we were drinking when he said it last night. So, uh, you know, today, he's, I don't think he's drinking right now, but it's 1026 in the morning. But he sounds like it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, that, that was definitely that's a hot take, Austin FC. To so, uh, you know, uh, you got the transfer window starting in in one week, and I assume that's where Austin's going to get their defenders from. Are you or do you know anything on that end for Austin? Um. So Leo Bisonen, he's uh like the Finland player that. You were saying he's uh, Swedish, but he's actually playing in the Swedish league, and he's Finnish, so he's from yeah. Finland. But he's, I guess he's linked with us. Apparently, the offer that we offered him was too low, so I'm already thinking that that's going to be a DP price, which we can't afford. Uh, it's confusing with the international spot that is open. I'm not sure. I mean, I don't. I would like to have a center back come in, but I'm not sure if it's going to be him or not, Leo Weissenden. Which I would like to have him. He has height. He has, you know, experience in top leagues. You know, in Europe. OSG out in the in the nature forest. Nature forest, yeah. All right. Well, that's the best I can do. I can't mute him any further. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're we're gonna start hearing the shotgun go off. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so Leo Weissen, I, I mean, I don't, like I said, I don't see it happening. But there is a pretty big rumor going around, and I don't think it's a rumor either. I think it's legit that Pochettino, Tomas Pochettino, is possibly going to River Plate. Oh, dang. It's, it's kind of, well, I mean, some fans like him, some fans don't like him, and I'm one of the fans that don't really like him. So they're they're saying that he's gonna, I guess, two point four million. That's a lot of money. Two point four million. So we could sell him for that. That'd be awesome. We could free up a DP position. So now we can go into the market with a DP slot. You know, two point four million. That would be awesome. That money could do wonders. That by your defense that you need. Exactly. Well, I mean something. There's there's many things that we could buy with that. We could buy two center backs with that money. Yeah, and, and you've you've already got your midfield and your forwards set set up pretty well. So yeah. And me Get personally, me personally with Pochettino, I think he's a good player, but not for Austin FC. If that makes sense. He holds up the play a little too long. I think he's one of those players that. He can do the big things right, but he can't do the little things right. And he needs those players that do those little things right around him so that he can do those big things right. But when there's no one there doing the little things, he can't be the one that does those little things. Yeah. So I And he played for the top three teams that are in Argentina, or not played for them, but if River Plate is, is interested in him, he played for the second and third place team that are in Argentina right now. So there's something about this player that is good and attractive, obviously, but it's just not happening for him in Austin. And I'm not sure if it's the MLS or the climate 
I'm I don't know. I'm not sure why he's not shining over here, but I think that he's just a waste of a DP, honestly. Well, send him away. Take that money and put it to better use. Yeah, hopefully that rumor is true and it happens and he's you know, he goes. Well, and I think in in every team there's a player that is considered the glue, you know, the the one that brings everybody together. Who do you think that player is for Austin FC? That because it's a new team, so you're gonna need that team chemistry to build. But there's usually that one player that I don't know. Whenever I think about Real Madrid, I, f- I feel like that that could have been like Marcelo, where he's always just joking around, having a good time, bringing everybody together. Right. I feel like maybe that person for Austin FC might be uh, Alex Ring. Alex Ring. Yeah, I think he's the person that's there and always trying to, you know, be a shoulder to lean on if you need it, but also be that person that kind of tells you, hey, you know, we got to step it up. We got to be better. We got to, you know, so he can criticize, but he can also be a friend. And that's yeah. what that's what uh, I like about him. So yeah, I, I feel like that would be the. But also, Driusi, since Driusi got here, that guy he honestly has set set an example and set the bar. I feel like uh, other players want to be kind of like him. Yeah, the the reason why I bring that up with with that is the MLS. I think it may be hard to play too, in the sense that you get a lot of people from a lot of different countries, and you know just people that are different from one another and that's a good thing we're but when you when you're let's just say what the chino he's from argentina and he goes back to argentina how many players do you think in argentina where those teams play are from that country or surrounding countries where they speak spanish or he i feel like maybe he's just a little bit more comfortable when you go back home right kind of player of course as opposed to coming over here to austin where Maybe you got one player from Africa, the other one from Argentina, the other one from the U.S., another one from Ukraine. You got all these different people, and and you need that person that's that glue to bring everybody together so they could all mesh. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's what the challenge is here in the MLS is, is yeah, is doing that that team chemistry bonding. Hey, and then also the relationship with the coach and the players. I feel like Pochettino and Wolf. A lot of the I guess Latin speaking players. Yeah. They're not really they don't have a very good relationship with Wolf is what I, I sense. Maybe I don't know if it's that language barrier or that it could be. Who knows? I'm not there, but I I think just you know, if somebody that's a little bit more comfortable with somebody, it it could be because of that. All right, so if that, you know, that Pochettino thing happens cool if not whatever but but i'm gonna go ahead and let sunshine take care of some of that fc frisco news all right brother go ahead all right hey this is sunshine reporting out of dallas now so the the biggest news here are are the three new coaches that are gonna come in or coming in on the coaching staff first one is javier cabello the other one is Ben Cross, and the last one is Miguel Villagrasa. I'll get a little bit more into those, but we'll start off with Javier Cabello. He's 47. 
he's coming out of La Liga's Deportivo Alaves, and he was an assistant coach there since 2017. And then earlier in his career, he was coaching the Villarreal's academy team. So he comes with experience coaching the youth, which is going to nice. be important for us here at FC Dallas. And then, again, that connection with another Spanish coach, mm-hmm. just like Nico Steves is. Um, we'll move on to Ben Cross. He's joining as assistant coach and video analyst from the Columbus crew. And then he also worked with the academy team there as well. He worked with the U-17, U-18s, and then the U-19. He was actually the head coach there. And then he was also named the U.S. Soccer Development Academy Central Conference Coach of the Year. So, again, the the thing to highlight there is the academy. So this is still the same process for FC Dallas. Academy, 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 academy. Academy, 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 building, building, building. You guys are going to have 15-year-olds win the MLS Cup one day. (laughs) Not this year, though, right? No, not this year. It's Austin. (laughs) Yeah, you already called it. (laughs) I caught, man, bro. Imagine the heat on that one. My bad. Go ahead, Sunshine. (laughs) Hey, but if you look at the model for Atlas, it was a lot of their players, as they say, in Mexico from La Cantera. There was a lot of kids that won that title for them. If you see that most of them were – Early in the careers, 20, 21, 22. And so, so it could happen just as long as you have the right coaching and the, the right players in the right place. Pepe. There you go. And then the last one, Miguel Villagrasa. He's 51. He brings 25 years of experience as a head performance coach. He spent 23 years working for the physical trainer and high performance coach in Valencia. And again, he started in the academy in 1996, and then he moved on to the first team in 2005. So again, all all these guys come with the background of working with uh, academy teams. They have assistant coach experience. They, you know, both of those are coming from from Spain. They they come from working with big teams out there, Valencia. You know, first. The, First so what did, in La what did Nico Estevez do? Nico Estevez uh, for Christmas holiday and go to all his homies' house and be like, "Hey, you want to come Dallas with me?" <laughs> hey, that, he's building up that team. <laughs> I see, it, dude. That's it, awesome. It, it's just like any other organization when you got a, a new. Let's just say Home Depot released their new CEO, and somebody else comes in. They they have to rebuild that whole team. That's so just true. like any other business. A new coach comes in, and he's going to bring in people that he's more comfortable working with. They know what they bring to the table, and it, it doesn't take – hopefully it doesn't take them as long as a time to build that chemistry because they already know each other. That's the that's the reasoning behind that. But I, I'm, I'm most excited about Miguel, that head performance. Man, that, that's important, keeping top-notch shape for the whole season. Uh, especially when you got players that are constantly playing every week, you need that endurance and you need a, a good coach or else that's where you could get a lot of injuries. And if you don't have that roster, man, that, that could be a, a season ender right there for, for a lot of the teams. Oh yeah. That's a lot of 
that's a lot of issues with a lot of teams and injuries and all that. It's the way they're, like you say, the performance coaches. Yeah, they always say it's not how you start, it's how you finish. And if you have a lot of people on and the injuries because of not proper coaching or not proper, not eating proper, not training proper, that, I mean, that's really how injuries happen is just you get overworked and you're performing and you pull something or you tweak something. So that I think that's going to be really important for, for FC Dallas. For sure. Uh, do you have any idea of what Nico Estevez and like what kind of soccer he's planning on playing? Not yet. He has a, he still hasn't gone through all of the, I think that's going to be more closer in January where they start picking out players where they're going to start recruiting out of. So right now I think it's still too early, but once that window opens up, then we'll clearly know, hey, he's bringing in a midfielder and he's bringing some goalkeepers or, or some defenders. Then we'll get a good idea. But based off of what he likes likes to do in the past, he, he's a 4-3-3 guy or even a 4-2-3-1 kind of coach. So you got the two holding midfielders, you got the three three midfields, and then you have that one striker up top. So once that January window opens up and he's able to analyze all his players and see where their strengths are at, then I think that's when we'll have a good idea of what what coaching style or what what formation we're gonna be using this year. Nice. There you go. Let me ask you a fun one. If Pepe were to go somewhere in Europe, where would you like to see him go? Or where do you think he would best fit and just shine in? What club? I mean, I I like him to go either to like the like the Holland League with either like a PSV or even like a a La, La Liga team that's a little bit more on the middle to bottom half of the the table. That way he could get a little bit more playing time and he can he can help out the team. I think if he goes to a bigger name of a team, then he won't get as much playing time. And then the last one I could see him playing also too is that Italian league. So the Italian league, Italian. La Liga, or in Holland, uh, I think any of those teams – yeah, How would you feel with Atletico Madrid? Atletico Madrid? Yeah, what did you say, the all-soccer guy? You heard rumors what? Yeah, about the Italian league for Pepe. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't heard those. No, but yeah, no Atletico Madrid. Teams, but yeah. yeah, I could really see him play on that. I think the BPL, he that that game is way too fast. He, he'll have yeah, to pick no. up on that really, like, and it's really physical. You got these big defenders that are, like, twice his size. It doesn't look like it on TV, but once you step on that <laughs> no, field, you're just no. like, man, these guys are big. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine, like, a defender, like, uh, the one that came to mind was Vincent, Vincent Company from Man- yeah. Manchester City. When he, when he played, man, every time I looked at him, I was like, man, this dude's a wall. And that's what I think of for like the BPL teams as their defenders. It's just these big walls yeah. you got to go around. So, Oh, man, but that's all pure speed right there. Yeah, he comes with a freaking lightning bolt behind his ass. Yeah. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Yeah, he's exciting to watch. I mean, those wing players that can go up the field and back down, and they those are exciting to watch. Going back to that Pepe talk, yeah, those are ideally that's where I would like him to go. Those three leagues. I can see him at PSV. That's a good call. I like that. Yeah, or or the other one that I didn't uh, think about too that I think he would do well is the Portugal league with Porto. I think that's one step more into the direction that he's wanting to go to in, in Europe. You know, he could go to yeah, a team like Porto, and then he does a really good season there in the Europa League, and then or if they make it a champions, the champions, yeah, or even qualify for champions. Yeah, I mean it's, it's all up in the air for Pepe. Yeah, but yeah, other other than that, I mean, as far as the FC Dallas goes, those are the biggest headlines right now. It's just the three three new uh, coaching staff positions that were just filled in. So we'll we'll see as the season goes on how how well those have proven to be. That's pretty exciting. Copa Teos could be fun this year. Hey, so uh, first first game is Houston versus FC Dallas. Which one? Where is that one at? Is that in uh, Dallas? It's in Dallas. April twenty third. It's in Dallas. Okay. Yep, April twenty third. I mean, last year we were the best out of all Texas teams, right? So uh, I got confidence we'll we'll do the same next year. Living, living in the past. <laughs> okay, so Houston. We're going to win Copa Tejas. Yeah. Houston's going to win Copa Tejas. Yeah, yeah. We're going to let y'all win the MLS title since you want to win a away game first. Don't worry about Copa Tejas. Win a away game first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're in the weekend. Well, we 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 did finish second in Copa Teos last year, so we just got one more spot to go. So we're almost there. Apparently. Yeah. So. If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess all right. Well, that's why we're zero 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 right now. But we're coming at it. <laughs> we'll be MLS Cup champs Soon. and Copa Teos champs. It's going down in Austin. Everything coming to Austin. Now, it's if you can just get uh, your your, Austin, your ambassador, Austin FC ambassador, to show up to more than one game, <clears throat> the minister of culture, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, yeah, that that fool. He likes to talk about y'all, but he don't like to show up to your freaking games. I like the guy, but come on, man. Who, who, who knows? He, that, that guy may have been. He may have been in his suite the whole time. Yeah, just didn't yeah. See it's not like him to disguise. hide. <laughs> Shoot, they, everybody knows Matthew kind of he makes he makes himself known when he's at the stadium. What's Glenn Davis talking about? Mister Glenn Davis, sir. Mister Glenn Davis. Saying, oh, uh, Mister Glenn Davis. Yeah. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like listening to that man the most. You know, he's he's got a lot of the inside info, but you know, he gets all the information just like the rest of us do. And uh, but he did a. He did an interview with President John Walker last or this week. But I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday he did it. Might have been Monday, whichever. He did a President John Walker. John Walker gives a little more information than Pat Onstead does whenever he's talking. So it was kind of kind of great, except for the fact that we still don't have a coach. We just still don't have names as who the finalists are going to be. He did say we're into the finalist, which – we can only assume is two or three coaches that they've got it run down to. And 
they said they want to have one chosen by the new year, which they said was their plan the entire time to try to calm us down and say, hey, you're missing your coaches already. But we'll see. So expect us to have a coach next week and be ready for the transfer market. And he's going to be making some moves pretty damn fast. He's going to come in there. But as far as coaches, no coaches yet. So we don't know what we're doing. Pat Onstad knows what he's doing, but that man's traveling a lot from what I hear and just doing a lot of interviews, a lot of recruiting, a lot of searching, and so on. Uh, we touched on Daniel Stares last week, the center back, to solidify our our defensive line a little more. We re-signed Quintero, which – you know, the debate is on with Quintero Steele is what is he, what kind of role is he going to take for us? And we finally got to hear his voice and he, he enjoys Houston and he understands he's just going to be a spot player. So we, he knows he's going to, he's going to come in and come off the bench or he's going to get some spot starts and stuff like that. And so hopefully he can just make a difference. And hopefully he comes in and shows us his fit and he'll get more playing time the fitter he is. So I think Contero's still a good signing. He didn't take up much from us. So that's good. And then, of course, everybody knows we signed Steve Clark, the goalkeeper from the Portland Timbers, who just finished in the MLS Cup runner-up spot. But oh, great, he's coming great in, sign. Pat Onstead. He knows how to save penalty kicks. Yeah. He, he did oh, save one, so I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> well, we're not going to put him under a lot of pressure. But it, it, it looks like, you know, Pat Onsad knows what he's doing, but it, I feel like they're bringing in a coach more than a goalkeeper. And so, but without the new coach coming in and deciding yet, but it sounds like they're bringing him in to be the starter. Uh, Michael Nelson only had 11 starts last year. And Still has a lot to prove. Steve Clark had 24 starts and still had seven good clean sheets for Portland last season. And then, of course, you know, two clean sheets in the playoffs, one against Colorado, one against RSL. But, you know, nobody wants to count that one since they didn't take any shots. Yeah, so we're just bringing in somebody solid to help out a little bit. And who knows where we go from there? Who knows if we bring in somebody else? The third keeper for our team will probably be one of the academy players, which will be fine for us. And then they'll just be splitting time, and whoever's hot is probably whoever's going to play during the season. But that's up to the coach. As far as anything else going in Houston, uh, no other players have come in. We're waiting for the transfer market. we got to get that coach. Uh, as far as Houston market goes, we're they're having a new TV partner, which – for a first, which is new and which a lot of fans are going to be excited about, is we're adding streaming so fans can watch games finally. Nice. <laughs> if you don't have cable. Yes, finally. I know. I was so jealous of everybody else last season. So, so that'll you be. Just, you should have become an Austin fan. No, I'm good where I'm at. I don't know if I could do that. Hey, I can send you a link to the FC Dallas games. Those are pretty easy to get to. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I have all the access I need, so I, I, I'm, I'm used to Yeah, I'm staying where I'm at. <laughs> okay, it's a forever right. orange. <laughs> hey, 
trying they were trying to hide the fact that they had a soccer team out there. Yep. <laughs> well, Forever Orange is Forever Orange, so you know how long Forever is. So bring it on, bring it on. Uh, man, play will play. I can't wait. Yeah. I cannot wait for this yeah. season, guys. Like I'm hyped for it. I I really can't wait. Like I'm ready for the new year, the transfer window to open, who we're gonna sign, and start the season, man. First game for us at home. I'm just I'm I can't wait. And then Copa Tejas to make Tejas better, like solidify it, man, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I love the enthusiasm at the beginning of the season. Hopefully, towards the middle, it's the same. You know, keep it going all year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, best of. <laughs> but everything else going on in Houston, uh, our, our, our guys have decided to – our guys have decided to play the next pro team there at the PNC Stadium. So that'll be fun. And they're trying to – solidify the schedule down and it looks like they're going to play either the Saturdays or the day before the game or the morning after the game and the the team's going to travel with the first team and you know play those same opponents so in case players are needed for that first game during that time and pull them up dang really uh, they also announced that we're going to have a new away kit and we're not going to res- uh, re- show nobody until February. But a new away kit, which is going to be exciting. Cause, uh, we've had this black one for a minute, and we barely use it. So having a new away kit, and maybe we'll get to see more of it. No telling what color it's going to be, but something exciting. And then they're encouraging everybody to show up to the July 4th game. So we play on July 3rd, Sunday, and we're against Charlotte. And that's going to be a big party. And they're supposed to have a lot of plans outside the stadium and inside the stadium. And, of course, fireworks and all that good stuff. So, everybody, come on down to Houston. Uh, If you want to travel with me from Austin, come on with. And let's go. Hustle Town. Hold it down. That one. Yeah. I like that jersey you showed me for the surge. Uh, I'll be watching it from their their new yeah. streaming service. <laughs> there you go, or ESPN Plus, which is also Victor. I don't know if you heard Sunshine's uh, the MLS Pro Next Pro will be on ESPN Plus as well. So we'll get to follow our own teams on ESPN Plus and stream it that way, and you get to keep up with your youth players a little nice. easier. Yeah. yeah. So this episode ended up not being what I wanted it to be all in all. I started doing editing and realized that there was so many flaws in this video. Not just the birds or the train or the chipmunks that you could hear, but other other things going on. So there was a lot of recording that I actually had to cut out in order to make this episode sound the way it did. So it's not even going to be an official episode three. This is just going to be... I guess we can call it Christmas coals or something like that because we got coals on Christmas this year. Uh, not from everybody, at least, just from the soccer gods. But I hope you guys enjoy this. Look out for episode three, and we appreciate all the support we're getting from you guys, all the follows and all the comments, all the feedback. If you can just keep doing what you're doing and tell us what you want to hear. 
Uh, episode three should drop soon. Not sure when, but recording should be soon. So drop some questions if you have any. Once again, thank you. Texas Ring of Fire on all social medias. Thank you and stay blessed.